Hi, this is Nicole Roberts-Jones, and welcome to the Faith, Purpose, Profit, what I like to call the FPP podcast. What I know for sure is that one of life's greatest gifts will meet you when you go after living as the highest and best version of who God created you to be. So here's where I share thought-provoking insight and behind-the-curtain conversations that will activate you into your next level. See, I'm not here for who you already are, but for who you have not yet become. And I want you to get this. One idea from these episodes can make a remarkable difference, not just in your purpose-focused business, but in your life. Also, make sure you join the conversation in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com. Now grab your pen as we begin today's session of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. I'm starting a new series with you and this series is called A Blueprint is Necessary to Generate Revenue in Your Business. A Blueprint is Necessary. So I'm going to talk to you over the next three weeks as a three-part series over all that you need to make sure that you have everything at play. And you listen, there's so many pieces to this, and that's why it's a three-part series. I'm excited to pour into you, so I'm going to get started. Hey, Yolanda, I see you, girl. So with that, if you don't have a pen, I'm going to tell you to have a pen because you guys know how I do. I go all the way in. Those of you that are here with me live, if you have questions, thoughts, comments, please post them here. So with that, let's start to dig into this series. Now, listen, so many people want to scale their businesses, but can I tell you that that you've got to have, well, let me say this, the most system you need, which is the foundation before you can even scale is your blueprint. So it's my goal in this series is to walk you through what it is, why you need it, the pieces to it and everything in between. Okay. So a blueprint is a system that allows you to organize, document, and manage building a house. So we've heard of a blueprint in the context to a house. Listen, those of you that are here with me week after week, you've heard me share this example. So I, before COVID happened, I had the pleasure of redesigning the house I grew up in. And I'm gonna tell you guys what I did originally was I went on Pinterest. (laughs) I started pulling all the pictures of the cabinets I wanted and the flooring I wanted and, and the marble countertops and all the things I wanted to up level the house. And what my contractor said is all that's great. But if we don't start with the blueprint, we won't know the kind of flooring that will go with your walls and go with your roof. Because ultimately what you have to understand in my house is in California and LA to be exact, that that house could crash and burn in an earthquake if all those things didn't work together. Whether it's a hearth, earthquake, a hurricane, a tornado, depending on where you live, what may, most people don't realize is you have to have a blueprint to have the right materials and ingredients that work together. And it's the same way in your business. So just like I said, now this is a, the definition of a blueprint from Webster a system that allows you to organize, document, and manage building a house. So think about it. A blueprint in your business is a system that allows you to organize, document, and manage how you build your business. I see so many people that do whatever, whenever, however, and they wonder why their business isn't generating revenue because they don't have a blueprint. Now, the second thing a blueprint does is it allows you to get in the position that God created your brilliance to dominate in. By the way, if you guys missed our last series where I talked about dominating your lane, I'm not going to talk about that in this series. Go and listen to it. 
FPP podcast is where I've talked about dominating in your lane. That was a five part series all about purpose, but ultimately God gave you purpose for you to have dominion. I'm not going to talk about that in the series. This is the next step to that. Okay. So what you have to realize is this, God is a God of systems. So before I explain to you what I mean by that, let me explain to you what a system is. And the reason I always look these definitions up is if you're like me, I take for granted that I say these words all the time. And because we say them all the time, we don't really understand the deeper context. Some of the words, at least I don't. So I look up the definition just to when God drops up in my spirit, if I'm going to be completely transparent. So I understand what the heck God is talking about. (laughs) So a system is a group of interconnecting or interrelated related parts that act according to form in a unified whole. Let me say that one more time. That is Webster said this, not me. A group of interconnected or interrelated parts that act according to form to you to, excuse me. It's a group of interacting or interconnected parts that act according to form a united whole. So it's like a band one band one sound and even though every instrument has its own part to play they are playing for one sheet of music okay so if you don't believe that god has got a systems i want you to go read genesis i did a whole conversation about this months ago but i need you to understand god has got an order he's intentional and so god had intent when he created you, because you are part of the order he created and a part of a system he created. So listen, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth That's Genesis one, one. Now what's so interesting. If you think about that, I'm gonna say it one more time in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That means there was nothing present. Now it doesn't go into detail, but you realize that God could, could have, if you go read the entire chapter one of Genesis, and I encourage you to do that. It talks about all the things God created in the order. And then he gets to chapter two and then he creates man. Now, God could have said in a blink of an eye, he could have created everything all at once. He was intentional. And there was an order by what he created, why he created it. You and I are in that order. And if we're in that order for us to get in alignment, we also have order in us. Oh, I know I'm getting kind of deep, y'all. That's the blueprint. So hang with me in this three-part series. I'm going to walk you through so you understand the context to it. But so that you understand it on a deeper level, I want you to think about some systems that we have at play that play in our lives every day and we may not realize it, like the solar system, right? Listen, the solar system is responsible for day and night, sun and rain. Listen, it's cold here now in the DMV area. I don't know where if it's cold where you are. But even the shifting of the seasons have to do with the sun and the moon and the atmosphere. All of that is a system God created called the solar system. If you guys have eaten dinner like I did about an hour ago, (laughs) then guess what system you had at play? Your digestive system. You know, what's interesting is I marvel at the human body and what our bodies are able to do. So when I drink a a cup of water or a bottle of water, right? So think about where this water goes. Think about the whole system that's now at play when you drink your water, eat your food or anything else you do with your body. Deep, right? All of that is a system that God created. 
So in the same vein, your brilliance, your purpose has system. You are part of a system and your purpose has a system. I call it a blueprint. Okay. So in order for you to do the thing that you are called and crafted to do, first, you have to be clear on it. That was last series. I'm not going to talk about clarity, but once you get clear, you've got to understand the methodology that allows you to do the thing that you do. Now, why is that important? So I'm going to walk you through the five reasons in this series or in this episode, (laughs) your business needs a blueprint. The five reasons your business needs a blueprint. Okay. So the first reason is you've got to get in position, get in your position. See, you have territory you're responsible for and your blueprint speaks to that. Okay. So if you think about it like this, your assignment has to be in alignment with what God has called and crafted you to do. So when I think of alignment, the first thing I think of is tire alignment. So when I was little, (laughs) my daddy said to me, and I'm going to tell you the truth. This is what my daddy said to me. He said to me, when a car is out of alignment, I'm not little. I think it was probably around 15 when I got my driver's permit. How many of you guys had a driver's permit? Working toward my license. And my dad was trying to teach me how, what to do and what not to do to keep my car in proper order for it to work and do the things that I needed it to do. He started talking to me about my car being out of alignment. And he started showing me drive. We were driving down the street. My daddy who's no longer with us, miss my daddy. He started showing me the cars that were out of alignment. He said, see that car right there? The ones that's riding to the side. And you guys have seen this and you're gonna laugh when you see this now driving down the street because you're gonna think about me. The cars that are looking like they're kind of lopsided when they're driving down the street, they're out of alignment. Which means ultimately it's wearing on the, it's, it's really wearing on the tire, tires of the car, which means it keeps it from being able to run in an optimal way. So think about your purpose. If your purpose is out of alignment, do I need to finish that sentence or can you fill it in? And I think so many of us are, are, are operating and we operating sideways. When you feel like you don't, you, you, you feel like something is missing or you feel like you want more meaning in your position at work or you feel like something is off, that means you're out of alignment. Even if you have a business already and you feel like I could be doing more or there's something else I don't know what it is, you're out of alignment. If I look at it from another way to look at it is from a football player. Now, what's so funny is, as I was thinking about this a few minutes ago, in about an hour, my husband's going to be downstairs watching Monday Night Football screaming at the screen. Some of you will be doing the same thing. But think about football players. Now, listen, y'all, I'm not. Now, I was laughing at my husband last night. We were watching football. <laughs> and I used to be a cheerleader. And I was like, how do I not know that? And I used to be the captain of the cheerleaders, right? So what I'm going to say might be all the way off, but I need you to roll with me, rock with me. <laughs> so even in a football team, every player has a part to play. So, and they're playing from a playbook, okay? So when they go over and their coach says, okay, this is the play we're going to run. The quarterback, this is on offense, by the way, the quarterback says, okay, so there's a, and I'm not, I don't remember the positions of the plays, but roll with me, rock with me, y'all. Those of you that have seen football, you know, but those of you that are real football buffs, don't laugh at me. I don't know the positions, but roll with me. You're going to get what I'm saying. So in a play, there's a player that is supposed to catch the ball and the other ones are supposed to throw the other team off. So if this player that's running to catch the ball is out of alignment, He's not going to be in the place that he's supposed to be when the quarterback throws the ball. Even if I'm the quarterback and you try to be the quarterback, we can't have two quarterbacks on this team. 
So what happens is when you're not in the arena that God has created you to dwell in, you're like that quarterback or the player that's supposed to catch the ball and you're in the wrong place in the wrong time. Therefore, the play doesn't fully get executed because you can't catch the ball because you're in the wrong place. See, God has so much for you and for me. If we're not in the place that we're supposed to be when the play is run, you won't catch the ball. Don't believe me? Listen, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 17 says this, that the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong in the body. It would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an ear, excuse me, if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? Now listen, this whole passage, I'm going to read the second part. Paul was talking to the folks in the church of Corinthian or Corinth, I should say, because they were all, and it was such chaos. There was no order. God is a God of systems, which also means God is a God of order. There's a part for me to play, a part for you to play. And they were all, all over the place. And he was like, yo, wait a, hold a minute. <laughs> this is me being Paul. <laughs> Y'all need to get your life and figure out where you should be. And stop fighting over both people being in this position when God has you in your own position. What's so interesting is the number of people that come to me and say, well, there are other people that do what I do. There are. But there's nobody that does it like you. And when you do it like you, you're in your position. There's a Mookie Betts and there's a, and I, I know that's the only baseball player I know. There's a, um, so sad y'all, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know, there's Tom Brady and there's another football player. Doesn't, okay, let me go to basketball. I know basketball better. So there's Magic Johnson, there's Kobe Bryant. There's Kobe Bryant, there's Shaq. Kobe Bryant and Shaq played together on the same team, but they both played different roles. They both had different lanes of genius. Kobe didn't do what Shaq did and vice versa. Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson played the same time in the NBA. They did not do the same thing. But if they try to do the same thing, I said this on another Facebook Live, if two people are doing the exact same thing, one of us isn't necessary. I believe this is what Paul was trying to tell the church at Corinth, they were fighting over and chaos was exuding because too many people were trying to do the same thing. We got to create us to all be in the same arena. Y'all getting my point? Listen, he goes on to say, this is now 18 through 27. I guess first, the first part I read was 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 17. I'm going to continue reading. Now this is 18 through 27. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it so that there is so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. 
Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. See, we each have a part to play. You know, when God created each of us, he was intentional. There was no accident. We might've been accident by our parents, but there was no accident with God. He knew when we, we would be born. So if he gifted you with purpose and put you here at this time, then there is a role for you to play. The question is, do you know the role? And even beyond that, which is the conversation we had around dominion, do you understand the system both inside of you and the system you're a part of? This is why you can't do, you're actually being irresponsible with, with your gift and you don't take time. Again, listen, a system, I'm gonna read this again. Okay, or blueprint. Of course, my whole page two just flew off the, <laughs> flew off my, my desk. A blueprint allows you to organize, document, and manage. Okay, so if a system is a group of interacting or interrelated parts, that's taking all those parts and organizing, documenting, and managing. So you too have parts. And it's those parts that make you who you are. So if I use myself for an example, there's one part of me that I'm a producer. I can see how to produce you. There's one part of me that I can see all the things that are in your way. Matter of fact, I can see your purpose before you see it. Some of my girlfriends get mad at me because they'll, they'll call me and ask me to go hang out and I can see all the ways we can make money. That's the way I am wired. And I've organized that to understand part of that is my seer gift. And part of that is how organized my brilliance. Y'all rolling with me, which is producing it. Everything I do in my business is producing it or seeing it, period, nothing more. And then everything in between is all the work I do to help you grow your business. Anything outside of that is me being out of alignment with my assignment. It means I'm rolling to the side like my daddy said. Now I love Yolanda always has this conversation. Those of you that join us for part two, she always has this conversation about a should and a could, totally different. There's things I could do. I'm bringing in so many things like many of you, but that's not what I'm called to do. But you've got to understand the difference, which is you getting in alignment with your assignment, which moves us to number two, a blueprint helps you produce good results. Listen, Genesis 2.15 said this, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend to it and keep it. Tend to it and keeping it is producing good results. That's the goal of it. If you don't tend to your purpose and don't keep it, you're not producing anything. And how do you tend to anything, keep it if you haven't systematized it? So listen, I'm working on my next book, y'all. So I'm gonna read to you what I wrote in my book. Cause I was like, oh, this is so good. I just need to read it for me to say it's so good. And it might change by the time the book comes out. Listen, our purpose is like a garden. So think about it like a farmer watering his crop. And think about your crop as your purpose, okay? You with me? Our purpose is like a garden. It needs time, attention, and cultivation. It needs time, attention, and cultivation. It also needs the sunshine to nourish it and affirm it, but it also needs weeds, which are difficulties and challenges that help it to grow. Because if you have any difficulties, you'll never grow past the difficulty. So people would give up on that, but that is what helps us produce good results. So if a farmer is gonna have a crop of pumpkins right now, what do you think the farmers did in the seasons prior to the harvest that is the fall? 
again, it needs time, attention, and cultivation. That then allows it to produce the good results. Your blueprint is how you know what kind of time to give it, what time, what kind of attention to give it, and what kind of cultivation to give it. What do I mean by that? If you begin to understand who you are, what you do, and the way you do it, and for who, then you know what to give attention to and what not to. If I really give you an example, listen, if I get a phone call, this has happened, this happened a few years ago, the um, Black Lawyers Association called me and asked me to speak on branding. Do I teach branding? No, I don't. But I said to them, tell me what the result is that you want. Oh, well, our lawyers want to make more money. Hello, do I teach that? Yes. So what I said to the then president, this is in Massachusetts, I now live in the DMV, is... I can teach that, but here's the shift. So the reason I'm sharing that with you is if you're going to produce good results, this has to be in alignment with who you are. So let me say it in a different way. If I say the slogan, don't leave home without it, what do you, who is that? Do you guys know who that is? American Express, right? If I say, just do it, who is that? Nike. So slogan is a part of a marketing thing, but here's what I want you to get. If I said just do it and you felt some kind of way, it's because of the result Nike produced that you didn't like. So if I started talking about Yeezys because of what Kanye's doing out in the marketplace right now, you felt some kind of way. That's because of the result that's being produced. So you've got to understand that your blueprint speaks to what you do and what you don't do. It speaks to who you are and who you aren't. And the things that you aren't, you have no business doing. No business doing. And I, saw some, I see so many entrepreneurs that don't stop long enough to get clear on the methodology that is in you. Whether you realize it or not, there are things you do and you're on autopilot. And you do it in a systemic way. Because you don't take time to understand the system that's in you and the system that God has created you to dwell in, that your business isn't successful. Now I'm giving you the, the overarching, oh, I'm gonna dig deep, don't worry. Right? Those of you that say, but I want it no more, right? So I want you to get this. When you produce good results, it builds trust. It allows you to be consistent. And when you're consistent in the marketplace, excuse me, I should have said that first, consistency builds trust, okay? And also allows you to have certainty because you know for sure what you're doing, what you're not doing. You're not doing whatever, whenever, however. You're not copying other people because that's not who you be. And so that is what allows you to produce the good results because you start to get clear on what you are and what you're not. Number three, a blueprint makes your business predictable. Now, listen, I was reading an article and here's what the article said. Systems are scalable and repeatable. While setting goals is important, if you aren't creating a process to continue to achieve them, you will fail more often. Your goals, before you can scale, so many people want to scale their businesses, but they haven't stopped long enough. Listen, your blueprint is the foundation of your business. You can't scale if you don't have a foundation that's strong in your business. So when you're setting goals, your goals should be in alignment with your blueprint, with your methodology. Again, so you can stop doing whatever, whenever, however, and it's only in alignment with the steps of your blueprint. So I'm going to use myself for an example, okay? So in COVID, then there's been this whole new conversation about the great resignation. Have you guys heard about that? That millions of people as of March 
of this year have resigned from their businesses, from their jobs, because either it lacked meaning or they realized it wasn't what they their heart desired. And I'm gonna tell you where your heart is not desiring the work you're doing is because you're out of alignment with the will of God for you. So because of that, so prior to that moment, I didn't say purpose in my business. I didn't because purpose is such an overused word. But because of the number of articles that are coming out about purpose and the number of people that are going through the great resignation because they lack meaning, I've been getting to say purpose. I used to say brilliance only. Those of you that have been following me for a while, brilliance is just my up-level word for purpose. But because I now know so many people are talking about it, I can now say the word in a different way. But because I know that purpose is the first step in my system, I haven't shifted who I am. but I can predict what I need next because of it. Y'all with me? You get this? And if it's out of alignment with what I talk about, I wouldn't shift what I'm doing or who I'm talking about. Listen, Matthew 7, 16 through 20 says this, you will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit nor can a bad tree bear good fruit every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire therefore by their fruits you will know them so your blueprint begins to show people your fruit so we don't see people producing what they're talking about. And I need y'all to get this because so many people come to me and tell me all the coaches they've hired and they've wasted money. It's because you, listen, don't believe the hype. Pay attention to the fruit. Your fruit is what produces, produces the good results and it makes your business predictable. Meaning that people can see, oh, I know what Nicole's going to do. I know what Nicole's going to teach. And for, on my end, because I have a blueprint, I can stay true to it. Am I making sense, y'all? See, when you have a blueprint, your work is fine-tuned. You know what you are and what you're not. You're not doing everything. And your business is easily replicatable. Now, we'll talk about more of that in number four. But I need you to really, really get this. When you understand the recipe that makes up what you do and you can speak to it, then people trust you because so many people talk about what they know Excuse me, so many people talk about what they do. We're gonna do this or we're gonna do that. Like, have you ever been to a networking event and people are looking at you like, cause you're like going into all the stuff we're gonna do together and they're in overwhelm, but you're excited. So you're excited because it's your intellectual property. And yes, they need it. But when you're speaking about it from an expert place, you are overwhelming people. Instead of saying, here's what you're gonna get. That's a predictable result. When you understand your methodology, you can speak from predictable result instead of just from what you're going to do, which will overwhelm people. People don't care what you know. They want to know what do I get? What's in it for me? And it's your blueprint. You're systemizing your brilliance. You understand the methodology that's in you and how you go about doing what you do. So then you articulate it that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. So COVID, I could shift, not shift what I do, but shift how I talk about it because I know my first step in my own blueprint is purpose. 
And because I saw that the, the conversation was shifting in the atmosphere, it was so deep, is last Thanksgiving, God told me to start talking about it. And then the March after Thanksgiving is when the whole report came out about the great resignation. I didn't know that was coming. But because I already had that as part of my th methodology and I had been studying it and learning it, I could speak to it no problem and not shift. Again, I see so many people that are steadfast, and, excuse me, are not steadfast and unmovable. They're shifting with the wind because they say, oh, they're making money doing that. So they change that instead of being true to who God created you to be. What happens is when you do that, you're out of alignment with your assignment. Now, those are just the first three steps. Y'all know me well enough to know I got more for you. So let me just remind you what the first three steps are. Number one is you really getting in position. There's a position God created you to play in. Do you know it? There's a level of responsibility that got put on you. He trusted you to tend to the garden and keep it. Are you tending to it and keeping it? Number two, it helps you produce good results. And number three, it leads you to your business being predictable. See, people want people they know. They know, like, and trust. And when you're predictable, that means that they trust you. That's a whole level of 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 trust that makes a difference in your ability to be the change you were meant to be in this world especially because there's so many people out here in these in these uh, coaching consulting streets that and so many people that are being fraudulent this is why i read the bible verse about they will know you by the fruit that you bear because of that so many people are being taken advantage of but when people know who you are and you don't shift you say I'm compromising. You do the thing you're called to do and you do that easily and effortlessly when you have a blueprint. Because then you know what conversations to have and what conversations not to have. We're going to stop here and take a quick commercial break and we'll be back for more. You know, I see so many people talking about finding their purpose or starting a business only to get off track, trying to do a million things at once. Now, listen, why is that a bad thing? Well, because you end up being just okay at many things, but never great at the one thing that God created you to do. And here's the other thing. When you focus on your one true calling, your brilliance will naturally shine through and change your life, your brilliance, and your bank account for the better. But how do you figure out the strategy to align your purpose with profit? Well, that's the exact reason I'm inviting you to join me for my free three-day Purpose to Profit Masterclass. Register and learn more at PurposeProfitMasterclass.com. And then starting on Sunday, December 4th through Tuesday, December 6th, I'll be teaching you live each evening at 7 p.m. EST. Now, in those three days, I'm going to share the insight that changed the game, not just for me, but it shifted the trajectory for others that I've been blessed to coach and teach. And here's what else you must know. When you understand your purpose and how God wired you to make profit from it, when you understand that you're not called to serve everybody or do everything, but recognize what you are called to do and you stand in it, and plus learn how to create multiple streams of income from it, it changes everything. So you don't want to miss this. Now, wait a minute. Before I remind you of how to join me, here's something else you must know. See, God will let you live on whatever level you settle for and who wants to settle? So if you're done with good enough and you're ready to go after your breathtaking future, then join me by going to PurposeProfitMasterclass.com. I'm sharing with you why a blueprint is crucial 
to a successful business as I walk you through how it enables you to reduce costs, boost revenue, and achieve growth. Now, in addition to that, God was strategic when he created everything in this world, including me and you. So if God is intentional, then what I know for sure is it's our responsibility to understand the role our purpose plays in the system God created for each of us to dwell in. And so that's our conversation. So again, we're continuing from our part one. So just a quick review. I need you to understand before you have any kind of scalable system in your business, you need the foundation systematized. And that's having a blueprint. So a traditional blueprint is a system that allows you to organize, document and manage building a house. For us, it's to to literally organize, document, and manage building your business. I see so many people that don't stop to organize their brilliance, their purpose, and understand the methodology that's in them, and they wonder why their business isn't creating consistent revenue or isn't working. So that's the first reason you need a blueprint, but here's the second one. It allows you to get in the position God created your purpose to operate in. I went in this in detail in part one. God is a God of systems, therefore, you must properly position your gift in the system God created specifically with your purpose in mind. So what I mean by that is there a, is a position that you play in the system. So again, and you guys know I love definitions. So a system is a group of interacting or interrelated parts that act according to form a united whole. So I'm moving my Bible. You guys hear me moving stuff around. So I read this in part one. I think I should read it again here. First Corinthians. Paul was having a conversation with the Corinthian church because folks were, you know, all over the place. And I'm only going to read part of it. First Corinthians 12, 12 through 17. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. It would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. So if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? So understand, each of us has a part to play that's important in the kingdom, okay? So because of that, I walked you through the, I'm walking you through this um, episode, five reasons your business needs a blueprint. So I did the first three, last in part one, and I'll do uh, the, the last two and a few, but let me just tell you what the first two were in case you missed part one, getting your position. And really is you getting clear on who you are and who you are not, and only doing what's in alignment with it because you have a territory of responsibility that God has really given to you. Number two is a blueprint helps you produce good results. Essentially, listen, especially I should say in challenging times like we've been in COVID, when people want certainty and reassurance. And when you're Blueprint is producing good results. That's exactly what it does. Number three, a blueprint makes your business predictable. So now we're moving into number four and number five. So number four is one everybody wants. Your blueprint helps you create multiple streams of income. Listen, the word multiply itself means to increase in number, to become greater in number. It implies increase by, by natural generation or by indefinite re repetition of a process. Okay, now listen, here's our foundational Bible verse for this one. 
So this is actually uh, Paul talking, by the way. This is 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 8. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now listen. Our focus here is increase. And everybody, when you start a business, everybody's focused on increase. How much money am I going to make? I want to make more. I want to make more. But I need you to get this. You have to sow to have increase. Now, according to Webster, sow means to plant seed for growth, to set something in motion. That's the second one. That's deep, right? To set something in motion. Now, I said this in part one. God, well, let me say this. If purpose is a seed that was planted in us by God, it's simple. We must water, weed, and tend to it with care in order for our purpose to increase, okay? So this is the same thing you gotta do in your business for your, your purpose to create multiple streams of income, but really for you to be able to increase the number of people you serve. See, there's a difference between selling and serving. If you only wanna make money because you wanna make money, then that's that root, uh, the love of money is a root of evil. Mm-hmm. But if you wanna make money because you wanna serve more people, that's why a blueprint is necessary so that you can increase the number of people you serve. Okay, let me say this again, and I'm going to use an example from a farmer um, because I talked about a farmer in part one. Okay, so let's say actually that we have two farmers. Now, both plant seeds at the same time. One goes out regularly to, to tend to the land and water his seeds. But the other one does nothing, goes away. And they both expect a harvest. Now, obviously, you know which one's going to have a harvest, Okay. Of course, it's the one who continuously waters the seeds and, and uproots the weeds and tends to it. See, again, in the same way, we need to expect increase from God when we're watering, weeding, and tending to our purpose. So this is, again, more than just making money. And so when you have a blueprint, it's, of course, tending to your purpose, but you're also tending to the people that need you. Now, let me give you a more tangible example. Now, we all use Amazon, at least I do. And sometimes my husband seems to think <laughs> I order something every day and I might. <laughs> so at 30 years old, Jeff Bezos left his six figure job and risked it all to start a business that he just had in his spirit that he thought that would be a good idea. And he started it in his garage. Now, for nearly a year, Bezos hired five employees to help him in his garage and they worked and learned everything they could about sourcing books. And, and what they did was they set up a recipe or a blueprint that would make Amazon what it is today. Now, just four years, y'all, that virtual bookstore became the example for how e-commerce business should run. And they had sales in more than more than six hundred and ten million dollars. And they have more than 13 million customers worldwide now. I want you to really understand this. If it was only one guy who started with an idea, he got clear on who it would serve and how it was needed. And then he didn't just do whatever, whenever, however. And I see so many people do businesses, start business and they do whatever, whenever, however. He studied and created a recipe, a blueprint that he knew would work to fill a need in the marketplace. That's the same thing our purpose, it was crafted and created to do. See, God promises us increase. Now, he talks about it in Deuteronomy 28.4, but let me read you the whole section, Deuteronomy 28.1 through 4. Now, it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord our God, 
to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your grand ground, excuse me, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Now, I want you to take notice. Verse four, by the way, when they say cattle back then, cattle equaled money. So when you had a lot of cattle, a lot of flock, you were wealthy. Okay. So again, four says the increase of your herds and the cattle. But verse one says, now it shall come to pass. And by the way, this is Moses after around the 10 commandments time. If you diligently, diligently obey the voice of the Lord, our God. Now we're no longer living under the Deuteronomy commandment time, but we still are called to diligently obey the voice of God. Okay. So God puts conditions on your ability to increase. That's the point I want you to get. And all God is asking is that you get in position. Again, I talked about this in number one, in part one. Okay. So, and I also talked about this, by the way, in our previous um, series, Dominating Your Lane. So if you missed the previous series, I want to encourage you to go over to fppodcast.com and listen in. So God gave the multiply mandate over 40 times in the Bible. He said it's Abraham in Genesis 128. You guys know that's my, my call out. Talk about that Bible verse all the time. He said it's a Noah in Genesis 9, 1. He said it to Abraham and Sarah in Genesis 16, 10 and 22, 17. Those are just a few examples. Okay. But what I really want you to understand is my business was failing because I failed to have a blueprint and I failed to really, when you don't have a blueprint, you cannot multiply. So I only have one stream of income. And those of you that have heard my story, I failed for years. Here's what I didn't understand. You've got to stop selling your time only for dollars. So you only have so many hours in a day, which ends up meaning that you're capping off how many people you can serve. When you have a blueprint, you can begin to look at how that framework can help you be, listen, many of you are, you try to create something every time somebody comes to you Mm -mm. or even when companies call you. No, see your blueprint because your framework and you take that unique strategy and you can begin to formulate how you're going to work with people based on that blueprint. So if I give you a tangible example, uh, when I'm not going to say the name of the company, when a fast food restaurant called me and those of you that are with me often, you know what fast food restaurant that is <laughs> to do a workshop. They were having issues with their executive team, really understanding how to, to tend to and keep their line staff. You know, the people um, that are at the cash register, right? The ones that probably, uh, they were complaining about people not being really having a vested interest in their role. So how could we shift that aligning purpose with their work? So I proposed a second step in my system. I walked her all the way through it. She said, mm, no, I'm not feeling that. I said, okay, so tell me what you want. Now, mind you, she had already told me what she wanted before we had this meeting. I wrote down every word she said, do you know, I still do that same exact workshop. I just changed the wording around to the word she said. That's what a blueprint does for you. In addition to that was only one step in my blueprint and I have six. And so she goes, oh, there's more. Oh yeah, girl, there's a whole lot more. So before I even did that workshop, she was interested in more because I don't have to wing it. So for those of you that are winging it with every client or every company, let me say to you, you're being irresponsible with both your gift and your time. 
In addition to those of you that are starting your business alongside your nine to five, it's your blueprint that allows you to create programming where you do not need to be present. I'll talk more about that in next week's episode, but let me move it to number five. Your blueprint creates value. See, it makes business much easier because you have a simple way of describing what you do to your ideal client. As opposed to trying to sell uh, one service or trying to tell them what you're going to do and you overwhelm them, you, they can now see the clear beginning, middle, and end of what you do because your blueprint speaks to a recipe. So it speaks to every way you do what you do in your business. So in addition to creating all the programming you should have, it also speaks to what your conversation is when you're posting on social media. It speaks to topics you will have as a speaker. It defines every way you show value in your marketplace. Because again, there's a difference between serving and selling. You've got to realize that you've got to serve people from your blueprint. People will feel sold and they will not buy. So in closing, it's like a recipe, your blueprint. So it's a list of ingredients that, that, well, let me just say this. As I think about Thanksgiving, and I'm thinking about all the stuff I'm cooking. I'm thinking about all the ingredients that I'm having to write down on my grocery list to prepare all the food I'm going to prepare. Okay. Now, as I prepare my food on Thanksgiving, many of the things I don't have to necessarily put them in a certain order, but they all have to be present. That's what a blueprint is. And it basically allows you to achieve the desired result for your client over and over and over again. And it also gives you instant credibility because you can speak about what you do very succinctly instead of just being all over the place and starting to tell people all the stuff you're going to do. Here's a result you're going to get. It helps your client see a predefined result. It helps foster trust in your work because your potential client can more easily see how working with you gets them to that result. So I want to hear from you whether you have not been successful in your business because you didn't understand how to speak to a result, how to increase your labor, and how to really see how to set it up on a strong foundation so that you're not having to wing it every day. But you can create the system that's in you, one, two, if you don't understand the, the role, the territory of responsibility that God has created you to dwell in, either place, I'd love to hear from you, all right? So with that, and all you got to do is raise your hand and we'll bring it up. With that, we're going to hear from Yolanda. Good morning, Yolanda. Good morning. My name is Yolanda Churchwell, and I help women entrepreneurs create back-end solutions so that they can take the hassle out of their hustle to make more money and have more free time. Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about a sermon I heard recently um, from uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts, and she said um, she was talking about not settling for safe. And in what you were saying about having a blueprint, um, one of the things she said is that when you are living in a drought, you only attract thirsty people. And so I'm going to apply that here to say that when you're operating without a plan, when you're operating without a strategy, when you're operating without a blueprint, you're only going to, you're only going to attract people who don't have plans, who don't have goals. And so you wonder why your business isn't flourishing because like attracts, attracts like. If you don't have a plan, then how can you expect the people that are coming to you to have a plan? You're going to attract what it is you're putting out there. So the clearer you get, the clearer people are about whether or not they should be coming to you. And the more likely you are to attract your tribe and be able to serve God, because that's what we're doing in these businesses. We're serving God in a capacity that fulfills our part in the kingdom. 
we're not here by accident. Um, Psalm 139.14 says we are wonderfully and magnificently made um, in his image. He didn't, he didn't plan us here at this time. We could have been in, born in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. We're here because he needs us here right now. God has preferences for how we're supposed to move, but he gives us free will. And so once you get clear about your blueprint, then the people who are supposed to come to you are clear and you're able to fulfill your role in the kingdom. Thank you for that. And do you have an example of like a time in your business where learning that helped you shift everything or something you um, want to share that will, um, you know, give them some example for you? Um, if you've been here before, you've probably heard this multiple times, um, but I wasn't I wasn't as clear as I thought when I started working with Nicole. I thought that I needed help in um, marketing and attracting and securing clients. But in reality, I needed to get clear about what it is that I do. Um, Nicole referred to it last night. Just because you can do something well does not mean that that is the thing that you should be doing. I had to pray. I had to fast. I had to get clear on what is my zone of genius. What is it that I do the way that I do that no one else can do? And then once I was clear on that, then I'm able to create multiple streams of income. But if you don't know what you're doing, how are you going to figure out additional ways to do it? The thing I love about Yolanda's story and reason why I asked her to share is because I remember like on one of my first coaching calls with you, Yolanda, tell me if I say this wrong. And she pretty much told me she didn't like working with startups. I said, so then why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Because you've got to understand if it doesn't feel good to you, then you shouldn't be doing it. Now, I'll be honest with you, as a CEO of my business, there are some things that I don't like to do in my business, like I have to look at my P&L and, and balance my checkbook, but that's not my area of genius. I have people on my team for that, hello. But as a CEO, I still have to do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the thing that God has crafted and created you to do. So for me, it's, it's helping people produce their purpose, understanding what it is and creating a business around it and creating multiple streams of income from it, okay? So I need you to understand that if it doesn't feel good, just because you can, doesn't mean you should. Like I have girlfriends that call me for relationship advice. I, I, I would think I'm kind of good at it, but that's not what I'm called and created to do. <laughs> so I need you to understand the difference. If you have questions about that, if you're not clear, please, please, by all means, raise your hand and come on up. Those of, here, those of you that are here live. Meedy, did you want to share anything this morning? I did. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Nicole and Yolanda. I am Mady, and I am a convener of people and connector of mission and purpose. And I, um, just listening to the conversation this morning, Nicole, is definitely a very vivid reminder that when you plan, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I think it's important for folks to understand, even in my own walk, um, developing a business, developing a nonprofit and working with you, how important it is to have systems in place. And yeah, I say it's important to also have the right people connected with you um, because you cannot uh, conquer anything by just a person of one. And so the only thing that I'd like to add value is to also take a look at who is walking with you in that journey as you're seeking to have your purpose. That is so very, very important because some people are dream killers. And as the Bible says, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you have the wrong people connected with you as you're moving forward, that can also hinder you from living and uh, coming to your full potential. 
That's so good. So good. So I don't know if I shared this on here in our conversations. Listen, I'm also working on my next book, y'all. So I don't know what I've, what I've written in my book, what I've said on here, what I've said talking to clients. So if I, if I said this last week, then sorry, I'm repeating it. So there is a story in the Bible of a, of a widow with oil. And I'm looking it up, y'all, as I'm talking to you, because I didn't plan to share this. Um, and pretty much what happens is, and I'm going to tell you where it is in one second. What happens is uh, the widow, her husband dies. And back then, apparently when your husband dies, they could take your kids as, as repayment. And so she goes to Elisha for help. Okay. And, and media, as you were sharing this, it made me think about this. So number one, I need you to understand that sometimes you may overlook what's possible for you. You may be overlooking your gift. So I found it in second Kings four, one, oops, I lost it. Second Kings four, one through two. Hold on. Here it is. Okay. So listen, here's what she says. Okay. Hold on. Let me go to the beginning of it. Actually. Sorry, y'all. This is what happens when you do things rogue online. Uh, second Kings four. And where it's starting here is, is verse six. So let me open it up in my Bible. Oh, and look at God. It opened right to second Kings. Come on, Lord. Four, six uh, starts at the first verse. Okay, so this is chapter four. Okay, I'm not going to read all of it. I'm going to read parts of it. So she goes to Elisha and she says, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons. Okay, so here's what Elisha says back to her. What? shall I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? And what she says back is so interesting. She says, your maid servant has nothing in the house, but a jar of oil. So everything she's saying after, but me, she's overlooking it. The fact that she can say she has something means that there is something present, but she's overlooking it. So she says she has nothing, but. So my question to you is what is after your, but, you know, nobody's going to pay me, but I'm not smart enough, but I don't have enough time, but I need to wait for my kids to graduate. But listen, all of that is an excuse. Just like this woman was overlooking the very thing that Elisha's gear ready coach her to do something with. Okay. And by the way, this is a multiplication story as well. Okay. So I'm, I'm skipping around. He pretty much says to her, Go borrow vessels from everywhere. This is not verse three, by the way, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Now, I've seen some places that have said, you know, she gathered so many vessels, it filled her house. Now, here's the point I'm making when he, he this is the next thing he tells her. When you have, when you have, excuse me, and when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Now, I believe the reason he told her to shut the door behind her is because when you're doing something you've never done before, and this is totally me and my story. Those of you that haven't heard me tell the story of working in entertainment, but God called me out to do this in 1993 when I had never even heard of a coach. When I started telling my girlfriends, they kept saying, are you crazy? Because by the way, I love my job in entertainment. What I realized now is I was producing in that arena and God was calling me to produce in this one. Didn't know that it, uh, ooh, almost 30 years ago, y'all, right? So the reason I'm sharing this with you is the reason I believe that Elisha told her to close the door is because when people don't get it, they'll start saying things to you to make you second guess what God has told you. So when I started sharing my, with my girlfriends this thing that I didn't know what to call it, so I kept saying, I know I'm meant to work with, with people and help them figure out their purpose. Okay, yeah, I was saying it crazy because I didn't know what to call it. I now know it's coaching. My friends kept saying, are you sure? So when they would say that, it made me second guess, am I sure? So I love you said, media, you've got to be mindful of who you have around you because when you're doing something different, 
that you're risking it all. You're moving outside your comfort zone, which is what God will always do to push you to grow. It's not going to be easy or comfortable. You've got to be willing to look at who you have around you. The second thing you've got to know is even if you read this whole story, which is in chapter four of of 2 Kings, chapter four, one through seven, because I'm not going to read all of it. But to give you a summary, she closes the door. She takes a little bit of oil she had. So imagine now, if you, all of you that cook, I imagine it was just enough olive oil to go in the bottom of a pot. Because she pretty much said, I'm going to cook and my kids, we're going to go and eat and be done. Okay. So she takes that little bit of oil and she pours it in the first vessel. It's enough. Pours it in the next. It's enough. And it keeps on multiplying. Why? Because she was faithful. Faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Two, she was obedient to her coach. I'm going to leave that right there for the number of people that hire coaches and they don't listen. Mm, That's a whole episode by itself. (laughs) Yolanda and I, we just talked about that yesterday. Number three is... Because of her obedience, God created the increase. There's no way she could have increased that way. You know that God was all in the middle of that. So the same way I talked about the farmer who does his due diligence. He goes out and water and weed and tend to his garden to keep it. I even read this in part one, Genesis 2.15, where God gives Adam and Eve the mandate to tend to the garden and keep it. God is giving you the same mandate to tend to your purpose and keep it. And when you are responsible with that gift and you multiply, again, yes, multiple streams of income helps you, but you guys know that are here with me week after week. Profit, the word profit means gain. So ultimately, as you gain, your clients gain because you can serve more clients. Your blueprint allows you to do that instead of stressing yourself out, doing whatever, whenever, however, you can actually be strategic. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Faith Purpose Profit Podcast. Now, I want you to walk away from these episodes with value. So I want you to write down the answers to one of these questions. Number one, what was your greatest takeaway? Number two, what will you do different as a result of what you heard? You may have heard something you've heard before, or you may have learned something new. Either way, don't take the insight that you got for granted. I want you to commit to doing one thing different as a result of what you heard. And then I want you to share it. Share your takeaways in our Facebook group. Go to thebrilliancetribe.com and use the hashtag FPP podcast. Now, the last thing I want to ask you to do, if you got any value out of this episode is to share it with your community. Post it on social media. Tell people to join our conversation by going to fpppodcast.com. Now, until the next time, be extraordinary, be unapologetic, be bodaciously all that God created you to be as you connect your faith with purpose so that as you be the answer you were born to be in this world, God can give you the profit you deserve as a gift for a job well done.